we go. Hello. 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 We had some technical issues, so we recorded a bit later. Well, I did. I had technical issues. My PC was being a dick because it's old. Yeah, you did. It's all. It's old like me. It's old like me. I wouldn't say you're old. That would be horrible. I'm feeling old. Feeling it. If feeling old. Feeling old. Well old. So old. Yeah. Is the topic of our case today old, or are they fell? Yeah, no, 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 it's not. Um, I've got, I've got enough information. Um, see. I find that when I do my information, you can either just get surface stuff or I found from... Because I don't research this stuff uh, as often as I have for other stuff. So if you're used to this, like you are, you'll kind of know where to go or kind of know uh, where to get at stuff. But in... Um, You'd be surprised. It's when in times in more that I've done research where I found that, you know, I could just search the killer's name and get information or if I actually search the victims I'll find more information I couldn't get than when I did just searched for the killer's name specifically so in this case that was uh, the thing where there wasn't too much detailed on him and how he maybe did some of the stuff on certain pages but then if I actually searched his name and with one of the victims up pop search results that had more on how the actual stuff went down so I was like okay you know more stuff added to the mix and I, I don't like to miss out certain bits if I feel like they're quite important so you know I was getting more bits in this case that I thought okay we need to have that in there so yeah it's a good case I think we've got today okay doke right who, who, who is who is this cunt that we shall be discussing so I think I mentioned it before he's obviously he is one that I had in the back burner and um, basically in the back of my list of people to do and I kind of it does relate to the last person that we covered in terms of it's to do with internet if you will um okay in terms of well social media sites in terms of how this guy and the guy's nickname so um this is kind of one I think I'd heard before oh, years ago and it kind of just stuck in my head I've kind of known it so we are today covering the case of Philip Markov. Does the name ring a bell? Uh, sounds familiar. Uh, With one L. Uh, is that how you spell Philip anyway? I usually yeah, you spell one or two bells, I think. Guy. You've never heard of this guy before? No, but he's a American white guy, so Yeah, so I I'll I'll we'll go into Philip Markov, but I'll do the disclaimer. Um in terms of stuff that needs to be warned about in this episode, um nothing heavy, heavy gory, but there is a talk about um it's themes of violence, there's talks about the use of guns. Uh, people getting shot. Uh, if you don't like the idea of people being robbed, money stolen off of them, uh, tied up, held hostage, that kind of thing, that's what's really all talked about. And I think that's it, to be fair. 
Um, oh, and um, there's some other things, but I, I don't just spoil things, but I will before they happen. Is if you don't like this sort of stuff, as I always say, if I forget about something, I could see on my notes if it's coming up. Like, okay, I'll warn you about that. Fair. Fair. Uh, yeah. Take it away on the um, generic white man. He, he, so he, yeah, he is very generic looking. I'm not gonna lie. He kind of just. He is very. That's the best way of putting him. He's just. He, he's very generic. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like he'd kill someone. He doesn't look yeah. the type. He looks very. Um. Like just started college, um, might have a might have a fairly well-to-do parents, but other than well, that, he just seems quite. That's good. something we will like tap into, but obviously, I guess it's kind of good if you if you're listening to this to look up these people and look at a photo of them because visual representation of the vic- uh, the, the um, victims or like the, the person committing the crime also paints a picture. So I did manage to see uh, photos of the victims. And it was it was quite sad when you ever see the photos of the victims. But in this case, obviously, like with some other ones, the photo of the actual killer, um, is a uh, not a huge part, but it's something that where if you look at Philip, you you wouldn't think if someone just showed a photo of yeah, him to he, you, he wouldn't you wouldn't st- think he wouldn't stick out if you passed him on the street. Like you wouldn't even notice him. He's just, yeah, he not got that stereotypical kind of serial killer look. He doesn't if you look. Will. He doesn't look like Andre Chikatilo or Richard Trenton Chase. That's what we're trying to say. Who both look like exactly what they did. Whereas yes. this guy, yeah, you wouldn't notice him if you walked down the street. He'd blend in. Like he just looks like the most normal person that you'd see walking down the street like you wouldn't even you'd probably notice him if he was in like a weatherspoons because he doesn't look like he'd be in a weatherspoons he looks like he'd be a bit too like big if you think you'd probably think that he's too big for spoons and that's the only reason why you'd stare at him if he walked in the room because he'd look out of place but that's it i mean this guy's traveled all the way from the usa to uh the uk to go into spoons i'd, I'd be concerned uh, uh... Some people At the do. time of some people this, do, this happen. Some people do. Well, you know, uh, all the carpets in every Weatherspoons is different, and I know that's a uh, that's the thing people do. They just go to the Weatherspoons to take photos of the carpets because they're all different. People go into different Weatherspoons to rate the chips, so, so so. Oh yeah, there's the chip count in Weatherspoons. That's like a thing where people are seeing how many chips they get, or how big the chips are. Yeah, but we're very so, for anyone who's not in, from the UK. We're very, we're very bored. If you can't tell, we got shit weather. That's like, not boring. It, That's we, fun. Telling got, how many chips you get at spoons. We got shit weather, and our source of entertainment is counting how many chips or fries, if you're American, are on your plate, and taking pictures of different carpets in a pub. Like <laughs> nah, it's funny though because I went to wear the spoons once with my uh, mate and a couple of friends, and then his dad walked in. And he sat down, and I think he was a little bit pissed. He's like, do you want to play the Weatherspoons game? And I'm like, the fuck is the Weatherspoons game? And he's like, some shit he'd made up. And he was like, give me the menu. He's like, think of something on the menu that you would have. And I will try and guess it. And I'm thinking, this is such a shit game. And like, he couldn't guess what it was. And I'm like, that's what I'd have. He's like, no, you wouldn't have that. I'm like, oh, yes, I, I, I would. No, you're lying. And I'm like, well, you failed your supposed game. Do you do like the three sides for 12 quid shite? What do you mean for 12 quid? It's not 12 quid anymore. No, well, well, it used to fucking be. But like, 
Do you do the three sides? I had. Yeah, you fucking knew you would. You look the type. Shut up. It was a good meal. <laughs> if I felt extra hungry and I wanted a different, uh, loads of different stuff. Fucking PC gamers, they always do that. They all, they're always the three sides a lot in spoons, and that's because I know piece a few PC gamers in person, and they always fucking do that. It's the same thing every time. Bro, don't hang on. It's I'm sure going to apologize for this person just attacking certain uh, communities because hey, I know people. People who are listening to this along with me, we could flip side this on you, but I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to attack any of the stuff that you're into or the cultures you're into. So right, we're not going I, what there. Do I, what do I get in spoons? Uh, Guess. I don't know what you get in spoons. Food, I presume. Yeah, but like what food? Oh, fuck no. There's so much shit in the menu that I just buy the same stuff more or less at the same time. Maybe one of the wraps, they're quite nice. Or maybe the pasta. I like the, the pasta they put in, it's quite good. Probably, or just a pizza. You're probably the only person that's ever had the pasta in spoons. Mm, no, I've seen other people get it on their plate. But regardless of that, if this boy was in the spoons, that would be a hell of a weird thing. Or at the time of when the crimes and stuff he was committing, okay. he flew all the way after his crimes to the UK to have a spoons. So weird. But anyway, we are covering Philip Markov now. People who know him are going to know what this is about, but if you don't, uh, this will be an interesting one, especially because of his name and how he did. Uh, he went about getting his victims. So, uh, his full uh, name is Philip Haynes Markov. He was born on February 12th, 1986, in Cheryl, New York, USA. Uh, I don't know, one site said his astrological sign was Aquarius, and I wrote that down. I don't know why that even matters. Someone now you can hear on Aqu uh, Aquariuses because so, he was one. So, um, so he's a very I, smart person. I've never seen anyone talk about Aquariuses. I don't give a shit about star signs, but I've never heard anyone yeah, that's, say that's, a that's single fair. thing. It's always like Pisces, Leo, um, Aries, Cancer, and Sagittarius that I hear people talking about. I don't hear anyone talk about any other fucking ones. Yeah, what Taurus, Taurus gang, come on, speak about us. Unless we're so good that no one needs to speak about us, but us Tauruses, we're something else, that's for sure. But I don't believe in the star sign no, doohickey nonsense. The only, the only time like I actually listened to someone about it was my mate, and he literally just went, "No, no, you're accurate for you're accurate, you're accurate. I for mean, a, for a Leo." And I went, "Why? What's a what's a Leo?" And he just went, "Basically, you can have the biggest ego about yourself, but also hate yourself at the same time. But you'll easily tell someone to go fuck themselves. But you are very, but you are a very lovable person at the same time. And I just went, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what my star sign was for ages until someone asked me. But I feel like whenever I see posts, it's kind of just like someone just came up with some trait and went, yeah, that's that people. But how do you determine a massive group of folk just have that trait? Some stuff I've seen with Tauruses, I'm like, oh yeah, that relates to me. But I'm like, it's there's always, thousands upon yeah. thousands of others. But it's always like the most basic shit. It's always, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like if a, anyone listening can be like, oh, this guy is definitely an Aquarius after hearing it, then okay. But me knowing that doesn't make me go, yes, he is one. You know, it's just a fucking star sign to me. Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Anyway, go on, carry on. So he's a very smart person, as I was saying. Because he, he has the... um, Well, he went to Ver Vernon Verona Cheryl Central School. So that's like primary school or whatnot. And Boston University and the State University of New uh, New York. 
and University at Albany. And um, yeah, he was a medical student, but he has a nickname. And this is why people might know him, because he's known as the Craigslist Killer. I've never heard one, so, good, one good thing about Craigslist. I've never, heard, well, I've never heard a single good thing about this fucking website. All well, we will delve into that you always see the a memes, bit more. Don't you, where it's just like dodgy shit on there. Yeah, well, I'm going to delve into what Craigslist is a bit more for people that don't know later on, because obviously him using that and him having the nickname, you know, people aren't on every social media website or any, every site on the internet that's just popular, you know. Um, so that's why it's good to kind of explain that sort of thing because, you know, there's websites like Reddit, and I doubt there's people here that are on Reddit 24-7, but Reddit's a huge site, so it's worth explaining these other sites to people who aren't on the know. Because everyone just sticks to the, the sites they know, so I will explain what Craigslist is, and I guess you can, if you have experience with it, explain it later. But, um, yes, we will go into... Uh, Philip's early life. So, as I mentioned, Philip Haynes Markoff was born on the 12th of February, 1986, in uh, Cheryl, New York. I had never heard of Cheryl, uh, but apparently it's a city. And with a population of about 3,029 in like, 2021, it's the least populous state in New York. And I do like to kind of do information on the place where someone comes from, because if you go on Cheryl's site or on Wikipedia, a lot of pages... Uh, tend to have a notable people from said place. And obviously, if you go on Cheryl's, there's not many people, and he's one of them. Oh, so, <laughs> notable people from that city. Serial killer. Wait, uh, is he actually a serial yeah. killer? Did he actually kill over three? Oh, no. Sorry, he's a killer. There we go. I, uh, I always use the term... I always throw the term serial killer around uh, just for anyone who just kills, because I should stupidly not... Ah, apologies. He's not. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't kill that many, but he. Uh, yeah. So I've kind of spoiled it a bit. But yeah, I apologies for that. I just a throwaway term. I just always when someone kills, I go, "Oh, serial killer." Because, yeah. well, that's my bad. But no, he didn't. It's when people. Um, for me, it's when people um, get mass shooter. They say mass say um, serial killer for a mass shooter, and I'm like, no, no. Get it yeah. Right. So I, I apologize on that. I just my brain is the type of brain that. When I get so used to doing something and it couldn't, it could be saying something wrong. I will just keep saying it like that, that and not think, "Oh, am I? Am I?" And then people correct me and I go, "Oh, I've been ah." So apologies on that. But back to this case. His mother was called Susan, a supposed uh, educator turned casino worker, Nee Haynes. And what does Nee mean if you say Nee Haynes or like Nee something in brackets? Is that like? Her maiden name, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Ah, okay. I wasn't being stupid then. Ah, uh, and his father, Richard Markov. Uh, his father was, or maybe still is, a dentist in Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. Probably butchered that. He had an older brother called Jonathan Markov and a half sister, whose father was Susan's second husband, Gary Carroll, a banker. Philip attended a Veron Verona Shell. Central School, where he was on the bowling team, golf team, youth court, and history club. He was also a member of the National Honor Society, which uh, the National Honor Society, uh, called NHS, but not relating to the actual NHS over here, if anyone gets confused, is a nationwide organization for high school students in the United States and out outlying territories, which consists of many chapters in high schools. Section is based 
focused on four criteria, scholarship, academic achievement, leadership, service, and character. So I guess the National Honor Society is for people who are a bit more smarter and gifted or something like that. Uh, he's a smart cookie, this man. He's not like some people in the stories we cover where they've got a troubled time in school. He's actually doing well in school, like a normal, pros- prosperous kid in school. He... um. Because he graduated in 2004, and after high school, uh, he attends SUNY, uh, S-U-N-Y, which is the State University of New York, Albany, where he was a pre-med student. He graduated from SUNY Albany in 2007 and applied for medical schools after taking the MCAT, which is the Medical College Admission Test. It's a computer-based standardized examination for prosperical medical students, so I'm assuming a test you need to do to pass it to be able to do more higher up medical stuff because obviously if you're being a doctor or someone in medical school it's not just here do a test on locate where the heart is yep oh yeah you can be a, you can be a doctor you know there's a lot you have to do i'm not sure what it's like in the u.s but i know for here there's a lot of stuff you have to do training wise to become a doctor and that sort of thing um so yeah it's a test for prosperical uh, medical students both allopathic md and o- o- osteopathic do it's in the united states canada australia and the caribbean islands and it's designed to assess problems problem solving critical thinking written analysis and knowledge of scientific concepts and principles um yeah it's a before 2007 it was like a paper written thing but it's all computerized now because exams and everything are changing so he has to do this test in order to you know apply for medical school, which is clearly what he wants to do, because he was a second-year medical student at Boston University School of Medicine at the time of his crimes. However, he's not after the crimes, because obviously he got suspended from the school, because why would the school have someone at their university if they had criminal charges on them? He that would got, be stupid. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got... He committed the crimes, and he only got suspended? Well, that's what it said, yes. Was suspended oh, from the school. Only got suspended. What the fuck is it? Like, you... Do you remember the, like, the shit that some kids had to pull to get suspended in school over in the UK or whatever? Like... Like, it'd be minor shit. Just being a dickhead. I think he probably did get expelled. It just said suspended here, but I'm assuming it was... Well, way worse than it was. Because um, I would hate to think that they actually suspended him. But all will be revealed because, you know, that, that, that'll that mean nothing when you figure out uh, what happens later on. But uh, Philip met Megan McAllister, a native of New Jersey, in 2005 while they were both volunteers at the Albany Medical Center Hospital Emergency Room. Basically his girlfriend and the person that he was engaged to to be married to with her wedding planned for August 14, 2009. Mc, uh, McAllister uh, was to have begun medical school in the fall of 2009. So he meets this girl and it's basically like any normal person actually and meets someone, they fall in love, they get engaged. It looks like it's going well and they want to be married. So none of the stuff like the previous serial killers we've maybe covered or killers we've covered were actually sustaining a stable relationship just can't happen or, or all the weird shit that goes on as 
we've discussed. He actually gets someone and it's going good, you know. So what it, it looks like at this point, you know, he's a normal person, going to have a normal life, have a wife, maybe have kids and have a good job as a doctor or whatnot. So it looks prosperous. You think, well, so far nothing seems bad, right? You know. Seems fairly normal. It, it seems fairly normal compared to what we've had to talk about beforehand, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 100%. And this is why, especially when I was researching this story, it was like, how did it go wrong? Where did it just fall? So, Philip would suddenly turn evil. He would commit uh, robberies uh, and uh, uh, later uh, murder. Lovely. So, his first victim was a 29-year-old blonde called Trisha Leffler. Now, there wasn't much I could find when I just researched him, but I actually managed to find a page that an, uh, a whole-blown interview she did where she was explaining exactly what kind of happened more in depth and detail, which I will uh, explain here. Um, I can't remember what it was, maybe CBS or something. So, Trisha Leffler, she was a masseuse in Las Vegas, but was visiting Boston at the time to work. Now, Las Vegas is a hell, hell long way away from Boston. If you don't know your US geography, you know, Las Vegas is in Nevada next to California at the complete opposite end, and New York's all the way at the top, uh, um, top right. So she was there to work, and she placed an ad on this site, Craigslist. Now, I've never used Craigslist, Craigslist. I've been on a couple times, I guess, to look. But for anyone who doesn't know what Craigslist is, it's an American classified advertisement website with sections devoted for jobs, housing, um, for sale, items, you know, items people want, services, community service, gigs, resumes, discussion forms. It's an ad site with, I would assume, ads on fucking practically anything, to be fair. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, it has gotten some slack. Um, as with most sites do, there's lots of dodgy things that go on on lots of sites. But uh, it's, it's I don't know. It's You've got, seen Lauren? It's just got. I've all, all I've seen is like um, like the odd like. Remember, um, a lot of people used to make jokes about it on Vine. When if you're old enough to remember Vine, if you're not old enough to remember Vine, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, really. But um. People make jokes about it all the time in like videos and stuff where it'd just be something about like, oh, I found I got this off a guy on Craigslist and it'd be something dodgy or some random person would turn up and it'd just be so it'd be something weird or bad or it's just never something normal or that goes to plan. No, I swear I remember seeing something where some guy had his bike stolen and then he saw it being listed on Craigslist. So he then messaged the boy on Craigslist and arranged to meet up with him to check out the bike. And then basically stole it back from him. You know, it's, yeah, I'm assuming it is one of those sites where a lot of people just like steal stuff and resell it again. And there's no like trust in there of like what you're getting isn't just a stolen item. But it's a very popular site. I, I just particularly would never use it. Um, there's other forum sites as well, similar, which I maybe wouldn't use, but... If I'm, you know, doing job stuff, I go to a devoted job site. If I'm looking for, uh, like, gigs, I'll go to somewhere else. You know what I mean. It's not a place I'd go to first for stuff. You know, if I was wanting to buy something, 
I don't think I'll be going there first for sure. Yeah, but that. in her interview, Trisha said, um, "I placed an ad on Craigslist, uh, and he called my well. I had my number on Craigslist. He called my number and asked me uh, what you know, what part of town I was in, what location I was in, and he'd like to come see me and spend some time with me." Uh, when she was asked how she met up with Philip, she said, "Like I said originally, I placed my ad on Craigslist. My number was on there." He ended up calling my number and asking me basically where, where I was located. I gave him location, and about 20 minutes later, he called me uh, when he got to Weston's, um, which is a hotel. Uh, Weston's is the name of the hotel. Um, they, 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 they asked her basically kind of what her ad said, because obviously he's read the ad, and what the ad says is kind of what drags people into it. Uh, and she said that it basically went along the lines of, you know, if you'd like to uh, come spend some time with me, uh, you know, a blonde that you'd like to come spend some time with, a sweet blonde, like, give me a call, we'll spend some time together, yada, yada. You get the gist of what the ad's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she said that Philip was going to pay for her time. There wasn't anything, like, previously discussed. Uh, it was basically, he called her from the ad, and about within half an hour of that call, they uh, just met each other, sort of thing. It's, it's you know, it's... Craigslist, I wouldn't assume as a site where people remain stuff beforehand so you see something you see an ad hello job yeah come for an interview or in this case hey i saw your ad yeah sure you want to meet up quick as that yeah. half an hour yeah all he asked her on the phone was how much it was going to be trista said she has a half hour rate and an hour rate she told him it was 200 pound for the hour which he said okay hour sounds fine nonsense i mean 200 pound for an hour that's a lot of money she must have been making some bucks from that if she was doing it regularly oh, um, uh, yeah they met by the elevator in the Westons because he called her um, I think the the person interviewing her asked if she does stuff for security purposes because if you meet up with a stranger especially in the US or even here you don't know what the hell could go on um, it's a bit weird because obviously when we do buying and selling of items around here um, my, my mum does on the Facebook marketplace or whatnot. You know, I don't know what the level of like safety is in some places, but round here in the northeast, we could like um, my mom would be like, "Oh, I've got or someone coming round to pick up an item." Invites them into the house to have a look at it, and it's like, "You want to come in? Yeah, yeah, sure." You know, their safety level is just. You know, we trust a lot of people up here. I don't know what that would be like in Manchester. Oh, for no, you, Lauren, it's basically if you the... had someone coming round to buy, it's basically the same thing. Because, like, yeah, it's basically the exact same thing. Because I've sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace before. It's basically, yeah, copy and paste, same thing. Yeah, so you would, you would, you'd feel safe just to let them come in, have a look at it, and. I mean, I'm never like alone in the flat when that stuff's happening. No, oh, but I feel I'm just saying that up here that we 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 invite someone in and they have a look at it. There's no worry about okay, the person who's buying it might be dodgy. Watch what we're doing. There's only a couple times more. Mum's invited the person in and gotten maybe a little bit of dodgy vibes, but, you know, around here on the selling on the marketplace, everyone's kind of friendly enough, we don't have to worry about that, but the interviewer asked her for security purposes if she meets people in certain places when they do meet up, and she said, obviously, if I don't feel comfortable, then I'll just walk away from the person. Yeah, I do for security reasons. That way, they don't know exactly what room number I'm in. I just tell them, if I'm not comfortable, I'll just tell them, no thanks. So they won't meet them directly in 
the room. She'll meet them beforehand somewhere in an open plan area so people can see that sort of thing. Smart. Um, she felt that he was safe. She said, I mean, his appearance was just, he was tall, a good-looking guy. I mean, I felt like when I first laid eyes, eyes on him, I was comfortable because there was, you know, just a regular-looking guy, which is what you said earlier. You yeah. saw this guy, you wouldn't think he's dodgy. No, you wouldn't. And in this day and age, there's a lot of people where you can look at them and go, you are dodgy. I, I know that's judging a book by its cover, but I yeah. think you'd agree that round about where you are and round about where I am, if I see someone, I'm like, you are definitely dodgy. No question about that. Oh, wait, one second. She needs to go get some tissue to blow my nose. Give me a second. Sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, just uh, waiting time music. But yeah, uh, he just looks like a regular guy. Nothing really dodgy about him. Um, so yeah, I think... You know, it's it's safe enough that if you see the appearance of someone to feel safe. Back. So it was, it was just a, justifiable for her to see him and think, oh, I'm safe. And upon a meeting, um, she said hi. He said hi. And I just um, motioned him to follow me and because I really don't want to talk out in the hallway and, you know, what. So we went into the room and... Uh, as soon as I closed the door, I had turned around and he was standing just inside the door. So they've just walked over the hotel room, not he said much, and he's just standing in the door. And then after that, uh, he pulled out the... When I turned around and looked at him, that's when he pulled out the gun. Wow. His mom was quick. He pulled out the gun straight away. That she was a little nervous immediately and started shaking with her heart beating really fast. Well, as you would, he's just pulled out a gun. And that's within minutes of just meeting. He yeah. then told her to lie down on the ground, which she did, and then he put the gun back in his pocket. He then stepped behind her and kneeled on the uh, ground with one knee in the middle in between her legs. He told her to put her hands behind her back, which she did, and then he tied her up one hand at a time. So, yeah... He's he's gone full on straight away. Pulled yeah, out a gun, get down. How the hell do you get to that point where at first you're just a normal dude who's getting engaged and then now you're this guy who is pulling guns out on women in hotel rooms. Like how do you get to this point? Yeah. I mean, it was a mind-blowing thing for me to read this, to be like, so he just saw an ads on Craigslist of this person offering their services, and when half an hour meeting, uh, uh, half an hour you meet up in the hotel, or you take up upstairs, and then you've already got a gun and tying her up, and this person is not even really from this area and just doing work here, and, one of, and then she's getting a client who's now holding her at gunpoint. I mean, I think that also might be a factor. Like, if it's something that he's wanted to do for a while and he's kind of kept it very well hidden, or it's something that he's definitely thought about, he's found someone online who will be in a city that they don't live in, meaning they're in an area where no one knows who they are. So he might have seen that as an appeal. Well, yeah, I mean, we do know that people have things going on that they want to do for ages and then 
they never get to do it. But if they see a prime opportunity, then they want to do it. Kind of like if you've ever seen the end of the fucking world, um, which I've not finished, but it's a great show where obviously the main character in that wants to kill someone and he's had thoughts about wanting to murder someone for ages. He's never had the time to do it. And then he gets the time to do it sort of thing. Yeah. So maybe it was something like that where he had it burrowing underground and he's like, here's my chance. I'm going to do it now. So he's holding her at gunpoint and he, he tied her up. Um, Trisha told him, you don't have to do this. You don't, you don't have to tie me up. You know, I'll give you whatever you want. You don't have to tie me up. He then replied, if you just be quiet, you know, no harm's going to come to you. After tying her up, he stepped back and pulled out some black leather gloves and put them on. He then asked her where her money was. She told him they were, uh, uh, they were, or should we, it was in her purse, to which he walked over and took the purse out of the entertainment center. He opened it and immediately took the money out and put it in his pocket, knelt down, then started rummaging through the purse. He then took out her wallet and started going through her cards, taking them and asking what kind they were. Luckily, they were prepaid with no money on them. Uh, yeah, basically, her, like, throwaway cards that had, like, prepaid money on them sort of thing. Philip then took her bank card out and asked for the pin, and because her, um, her adrenaline was, like, rushing so much, she couldn't think of a lie, she told him the actual pin. Philip replied that better be the pin number or I was gonna, there was gonna be a problem later. Next, he, he just put the whole wallet in his pocket. At this point, Trisha asked him if he could leave her ID so that she could like get home as she realized it was in her wallet. He took it out, studied it, and threw it down. She also asked to leave at least one credit card so she could get home, and he said, I thought you said there wasn't any money on them. Trisha replied, there's not, but I can have people, you know, put money on it so I can get home. He, a he asked me which one I wanted. He wanted me to leave or, um, oh, he asked me which one I wanted. He wanted me to leave or him to leave. And I said, the one ending, I gave him the one ending in 7649. Obviously, that was the one he took because I think he thought there was money on there because that was the one that I pointed out. So he gave me one, so he gave me another one, and he threw that down too. And then he also picked up my camera at this point and asked if there was, if there, if this was my camera. And I said, yeah, but he had thrown that down at the time. He didn't take it right then. He, he didn't take it, but she didn't realize till a day later. So he was going through the cards and stuff, just basically at this point he's trying to steal a lot of stuff from her he got the money and she was like just leave my id um leave me a card with prepaid money on so i want to get home because she thought right if i could survive this i need to get out of here just get away yeah um and you know he's just like rummaging to the stuff but he's he's not he's not he's being very calm about this is what she she said it was very calm the way he was kind of going about everything here because at this point Trisha asked if she could sit up, so she was actually sitting on the floor. Philip got up after searching the purse and asked her where the phone was that he had called her on. He picked it up from the table and started going through it and erased his number from the call log. She's trying to be smart here, see? Erasing the number. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Trisha had asked. Fairly smart, actually. Yeah, and uh, Trisha obviously had asked. Um, no, obviously, sorry. Trisha had asked if she could do it for him, but he was like, "No, I'll I'll take care of it. I got it." And to make sure Trisha didn't get to her phone straight away, he turned it over and took out the battery and threw it behind the entertainment center. Now, now this is obviously at the time where more or less you could open the back of a phone and take out the battery. It's not really a thing now. Those were the days, you know, you had a good friend when they'd be like, here, have my battery for a bit. Yeah. Um, They were your real friends back in the day. Yeah. Uh, He started looking around the room and then he walked to her suitcase and picked up a pair of Trisha's underwear that were on the floor and put them in his pocket. Yeah. Philip. Sorry, I find dudes who do that gross. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something about that. Sorry if I'm going maybe a bit too quick, but like, he, he, he I, I, when I read that, I'm like, why? Why Why? why take the underwear? You sniff, perv. He, he why? Sn- sniffs him. Sniffs him, doesn't he? I, oh, who sniffs pants? That to me is so fucking People do it. weird. People do you do it? No, do a fuck. How? What do you get out of sniffing the pants? It must smell horrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, if someone smelt my pants right now, they'd probably smell fucking a fart that I've done or something. I mean, I'd... <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Why? It's, it's, it's mostly a men to women's underwear thing. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I, I don't know why they do it, but it's obviously we all know what it's going to smell like. Like I don't, and I wouldn't like to know. It's, well, it's going to smell like a vagina, isn't it? I don't know what that smells like, but I just think it's totally weird. But it's, he it's, picked well, up a pair of pants. It's, it's weird as fuck, yeah. And he put it in his pocket. Philip then asked if there was a safe in the room. Trisha, Trisha said yes, but I haven't put anything in it. He still checked anyway. He then kept looking around the room and Trisha was getting more and more angry as she wanted him to leave. She asked him what he was doing as he was moving furniture around. Philip said, I'm trying to find something else to tie you to because I need to get, I need more time to get away. And he's like, or should I just cut you loose? Trisha said, yeah, you can cut me loose. I'm not going to tell anybody. Philip said, I don't believe you. I think I, I I think I need to tie you to something so I can get more time to get away. She asked him to tie her to the entertainment center door because there was a door uh, that opened, or that was a door that opened. He was like, oh, you can bust that right off. She was like, I'm not that strong, you know. So basically, he ended up tying her to the bathroom door with plastic zip cords. He said, hold on a second, and he went back into the room. Trisha quotes, where he went, and I couldn't see, because the line of vision was blocked. There was like a little wall or something, but I heard a zipper on my suitcase. I don't know what he was doing. I didn't hear him like rustling around my suitcase, but I just heard the zipper. And then he came back over and took something else out of his pockets, and he ended up taping my mouth, putting three pieces of tape over my mouth. But I was noticing as he was doing it that he was not wearing gloves. So why just let him put the tape on me? And also, 
At some point during the robbery, he did cut both the phone lines in the room, so I wouldn't have a direct outlet right after he left. And he walked back into the room, just took one more look around, and then just walked out the door. At one point, he did tell her that he would wait about 15 minutes after he had left and call security and say he heard something coming from the room. She gave him the room number. Within one minute of him leaving, Trisha got out by twisting right out of the ties and then took the tape off her mouth. She waited a minute and looked out the hallway to make sure he wasn't there. She knocked on the next room's door and asked if she could use their phone to call security to say she had been just been robbed. Security and police both show up. Everything was still left in the room. They took everything out of it and took pictures of everything. Her cell phone was also taken. They didn't look into her Craigslist account, or Craigslist account, sorry, at all for information or details, but yes, she managed to escape unscathed. And he basically just came in, and Robbie stole her money and dashed off. Obviously, he tried to raise some evidence, tried to kind of make it look like a stitch up that uh, someone else did it, and he just came and found her there like that. Yeah. But, um,. There's there's some things that happened there which kind of aid in some evidence, but if anyone kind of clocked it, then you'll realize when I say it later. Oh. So, Trisha said, the next day after the robbery, they had me down at the police station looking at photos already and going through phone numbers on my phone, calling my bank to see if my bank card had been used and also calling my phone company to see if I could get the phone records. Uh, the the day Philip was actually arrested was when Trisha actually fully found out who um, Philip really was, like actual identity. She didn't know. She just knew of the man who'd obviously thingy, but she um, who he like re- actually really was. Because obviously, as we just mentioned, she just got a Gareth's Craigslist, doesn't know fuck all about him, and he was just going to pay for services. It's not like she knew loads and loads about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Trisha was quoted in saying, uh, I got a call on April 13th that my phone was going to be returned to me the next day at about 10.30 in the morning. At 9, I got a call saying that they had to talk to me. It was very important that they talked to me and where I was uh, staying. I gave them the hotel and then the room number. He said, okay, we'll be there in five minutes. They showed up and they gave me a piece of paper with a picture on it. And I said, ooh, this is a really good picture of him. Where did you get this? They said, is that guy that robbed you? Is that the guy that robbed you? Sorry. I said, yes. They said, how do you know? I said, he's wearing the same exact clothes, I said. Is this from the surveillance from the same night? And they said, no, that's actually from the Marriott. And I kind of looked at him funny, and he was like, there was a girl murdered there last night. And we think this is the same same guy. He's used the same MO. She was tied up with plastic zip cords and my heart just dropped. Philip's next victim would be 25-year-old Julissa Brisman. So yeah, she's basically seen a photo and gone, hey, you've caught my guy. And they've been like, oh yeah, he's just murdered someone else. And it's like, oh shit. Because I think in the interview as well that I was reading, uh, the person asked her, how did you feel? You know, the fact that you know that you could have been died... You know, one of those cases where you realize you were the victim in something, but you could have actually died because the person then went on to kill others sort of thing, or did kill others, but you were the one that escaped and survived. Yeah. And I feel sorry for anyone else to 
be one of those situations because her heart obviously dropped. She's thinking, holy fuck, I escaped, but somebody else didn't. Holy shit, and I could have been dead right now. She'll also, it'll also be a mixture of like survivor's guilt as well. A hundred percent. So, Julia Brisman. Um, in terms of information, I couldn't find lots on her, but um, it said that uh, Julia Brisman had uh, successfully stopped drinking on September nineteenth, two thousand and nine. It was trying to pair. Uh, repair past relationships and getting her life on track when she was murdered. She lived in a one uh, small one bedroom apartment uh, with a roommate in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, New York and was a member of the animal rights group PETA or PETA, I'm not sure how you say it. She had a dog which she named Coco Chanel. She had been a bartender, but she quit to avoid being around alcohol. Instead, she supported herself by working at times in a tanning salon, freelance modeling gigs, occasional acting jobs, and advertising herself as a masseuse. Craigslist again. So, on April 14th, 2009, Julissa Brisman, 25, was meeting a man named, quotation marks, Andy. So I think he's he's going an alias this now so he doesn't get caught, who had answered a, a masseuse ad that she had placed in the exotic services section of Craigslist. The two had emailed back and forth to arrange the t- time and agreed on 10pm that night. Julissa had an agreement with her friend Beth Salomonis. Salomonis? It was a security system of sorts where someone would call the number Julissa had listed on Craigslist, Beth would answer the call, she would then text Julissa that he was on... Uh, the way, Julissa would then text Beth back when the man left. So basically acting as the person to do with all the the stuff. Yeah. At around 9.45pm Andy called and Beth told him to go to Julissa's room at 10pm. She sent a text to Julissa with a reminder to text her when it was over, but she never heard back from her friend. She told Philip she had a room at a nearby hotel in the Boston area Using a newly bought, ready-to-go phone, he fine-tuned the details of their meeting. She was to give him a, a massage in the room. He was unf- unfailingly polite, and she was not worried. So he's a very pol- polite, just general, all-polite guy, which I guess aids him in this because the safety they feel around him because he doesn't have this aggressive demeanor or anything. Like as um, Trisha had said, that, and when she was being tied up, he wasn't saying anything too aggressively. The way he was saying stuff was in like a calm voice. You know, he could have been saying, don't do that or there'll be issues later in like a really angry voice. But I think he was more like, don't do that or there'll they'll just be issues later. You know, like in a calmer way. Which is very weird, you know, to have a calm person gunpoint or like robbing, you know what I mean? You expect everyone to be more aggressive and violent in this sort of thing, so... I feel like when they're calmer, that makes it scarier. Cause it, oh, they're just, cause yeah. They're just... Yeah, 100%. They're not unhinged. They're in complete control of what they're doing in their head, and it's like... That's where the fear factor is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was pol- uh, unfairly polite, and she, she was not worried. She'd done this before. 
She had an arrangement with her boss at the beauty salon where she worked. The boss would check up on her and make sure everything had gone okay with this strange man. It had never failed. Some five hours after the meeting was due to take place, the boss called the hotel room where Morgan, well, I think that was her alias name, real name Julissa Brisman, was staying. There was no, no answer. She tried again and again. And then the next morning, she was frantic and tried one last time. This time, the phone was answered by a hotel attendant who patched her directly through to Boston's police department. Julissa was dead, they told her. The young model's name was all over the papers. Her boss was needed for questioning. So I like the fact that her boss was kind of checking up on her. Because I guess in some workplaces, the boss is more than just the boss. It's more of like a friendly level. Yeah, Where yeah. they actually check up and they're more like friends. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Especially, I think it's on the fact, um, you know, the nail... Uh, um, what did I say it was? Mm, I can't remember where the hell I said. Oh, the beauty salon. That's a sorry, beauty salon. Yeah, there are people seem to be quite all friendly when they work in beauty salons. Beauty salons. So I can understand why they're in a close relationship with, with the boss and her. At 10, 10, 10 p.m., the police were called to the Marriott Copley Place, oh, it's probably says Palace Hotel in Boston, after hotel guests heard screams coming from a hotel room. The hotel security found Julissa Brisman in her underwear lying in the doorway of her hotel room. She was covered in blood with a plastic zip tie around one wrist. EMS rushed her to Boston Medical Center, but she died within minutes of her arrival. At the same time, investigators were looking at hotel surveillance photos. One showed a young, tall, blonde man wearing a cap on an escalator at 10.06 p.m. The man looked familiar. Familiars? The man looked familiar. One of the detectives recognized him as the same man who Trisha Leffler had identified as her attacker just four days earlier, only this time his victim was beaten and shot to death. Philip had dumped his phone after leaving the hotel, so obviously he'd got on a brand new fresh phone because he's thinking, well, I can't use the same one for the tracing and all that stuff, and he's going by another name of Andy on the whole Craigslist thing, so obviously because if he's done that thing with Trisha on his one an account on Craigslist, you know, he's trying to use a different account, I guess, mm. to keep her identity hidden more, you know. Um, the medical examiner said Julissa Brisman had suffered a fractured skull in multiple places. Oh, sorry, I maybe should have warned people if they don't like the idea of a fractured skull. But she, she's, you know, blood and shooting is about to happen. Uh, because they said that she had suffered a, a fractured skull in multiple places from being hit with a gun. So the blunt force of a gun, oh, that's that's super hard. Ouch. She was shot three times, one shot to her chest, one to her stomach, and one into her heart. She had bruises and welts on her wrists. She had also managed to scratch her attacker. Uh, the skin under her nails would provide the DNA of her killer. So yeah, three shots in places where, if she survived, very lucky. But she sadly didn't. And to get a fractured skull. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, that's not fun. I mean, anything of when it describes someone getting smacked on the head with something that gives so much blunt force, 
it's just like, oh, that, that's enough to make someone dead just from the blunt force of whatever someone hits them with hard enough. So Beth, as I mentioned uh, before, the, um, her friend Beth, called Marriott Security early the next morning. She had not been able to get in touch with Delissa. Her call was routed to the police and she received the details of what happened. She hoped by providing the investigator, uh, investigators with Andy's email address and his cell phone information that it would be some help of some help. As it turned out, the email address provided to be the most valuable clue to the investigation. This is why uh, cases that happen in more recent times, the internet or any use of the internet can be very helpful as to older cases where that uh, wouldn't have been a thing evidence-wise. You know what I mean? Internet didn't exist, so you can't use anything related to that to help you in your um, solving of the case. So two days later, Philip would strike again and for the last time. Uh, his third victim was Cynthia Melton, who was an exotic dancer offering lap dancing services. So I'm assuming this guy just goes to people who are doing massages, lap dances, that sort of thing. Yeah. I guess that was his niche or the people he went for. I don't really know, but that's uh, as of the people that he was going for seemed to be in that realm. So she was attacked in a Holiday Inn Express hotel room in Mode Island. Once they were inside the room, I'm assuming it's gone the same way. He's um, Craigslist dad, want to meet up with him in a hotel room, etc, etc. So once they were inside the room, a baseball cap wearing student, so he's, he's wearing the cap again, uh, he pulled out a gun on her and he made her lie face down on the floor and bound her wrist with the same kind of plastic restraints which he'd used to like the zip ties on Leffler and Brisbane. So he loves tying up his victims with their zip ties. Um, he inserted a plastic ball like into her gasping mouth in kind of like was it sadomasochist sex sexy type stuff having the ball in the mouth I wouldn't... according to melton the uh, young man I seemed mean, nervous I... and told her that he did not I wouldn't, want I wouldn't to associate gagging with uh, a gag ball with um sadomasochism because that's not it Oh, it's just it's just a, it's just like if you're gonna make it, if it's gonna be connected to anything sexual related, it's just like a little bit kinky, and that's kind of it. A lot. Of well, people... no, it it just said here. I, I'm I'm not in the know of that things. Oh, so it just well, said. Um, whoever wrote if it's if they're saying it's like a sexual way, and it's a it's really common. A lot of people do it. It just said into her gasping mouth, he forced a plastic ball of the kind used in sadomasochist sex games. Is what it said. So. Yeah, it's just a gag ball. It's, 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 oh, okay. it's, it's that that'll be some fucking very vanilla person. But uh, no, if it if it's in sadomasochism with sex games, it's just a gag ball. You can get them on Summers, man. You can literally oh. you literally just go into on Summers and get them. Like probably probably you can get them for like a tenner. Like it's oh <laughs> no, like no. Nah. Well, do you have one? I don't, but I know people do. But the thing is, is like. Would you get one? Probably. Oh. Well, I wouldn't knock. Well, don't I? Wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it until like at least give it a go. At least. Yeah, no, I guess don't knock until you try. Yeah. Personally, yeah, I, yeah, personally, but, I wouldn't have a ball in my mouth. But yeah, like, well, yeah, it's it's not for everyone. But like, yeah, um, uh, one thing I will forever do on this podcast is um, when a very dumb fuck journalist um 
says anything that's like even tiny the tiniest bit kinky as um sadomasochism i'm just gonna and or making it look like it's something really evil and sadistic i'm just gonna go dude it's just basic kinky sex it's fine well, actually, thanks for clarifying on that. Because I some stuff, obviously, if you're not in the know and you just do the research, I just took it for what it said there because oh, I don't yeah. know anything about that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, most of the people might, some of the people who are listening might be like, yeah, no, it's literally just I have one kind of thing. Watch, watch there'll be a time when we're what when we're covering a case and they'll say a dildo is extremely I know what the dildo is imagine if I swear to god there will be a time where they, where we will literally hear the words They were, he was into really kinky sex like using dildos on his partners it's like no 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 dude that's normal that is very no. normal I mean a man can use a dildo on a woman but why would you if you actually got a cock oh, oh you know? no 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 no, I mean? no 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 that, right, this is to all men. This is to all fucking men. I'm going to put this out there. Use the toys. It's fun. And believe okay, me, okay, believe I, me okay. all lads, if your girl has a toy, or just buy a toy as, as a couple, discuss it, whatever, but if your girlfriend has a toy, don't see it as an insult. That is not an insult. That is your tag team partner. Okay, my dude, that is your tag team partner. You use it during, you c- just use it. Just fucking use it. Believe me, you'll see a fucking difference. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just, a uh, person, uh, for me, I just thought, well, why, why would I use one I already have? Okay. I, uh, okay. No, no, no. It I didn't know. It, oh. it, it makes things way more fun. Do it. <laughs> like, if you can. Well, no, I mean, well, I mean, just from my general sense, the most times I've seen. A dildo in action is from another woman using another a dildo on another woman. Believe me, but no, seriously, it it it, it makes everything a little bit more fun. It just it it create it builds attention basically. It builds attention even more, and it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Uh, well, uh, thanks for letting me know. But uh, if people are listening to this podcast, they know I'm very vanilla in terms of actually seeing or doing any of this stuff i will say but i kind of know things but i don't know as much as others because i'm pretty vanilla um, i've got a very center child center of humor but like this stuff i'm not as in the know for so i'm glad that you're kind of clarifying on this uh some of stuff uh, some of this stuff yeah so cause... if anyone does listen and i say something and they think oh that wasn't really right i just took it for what it was on something or like the research sites that i got them from and if I didn't know uh, 100%, I apologize. But here we go. That's what it said. Yeah, one of the things I've noticed with a lot of these websites is they tend to be written by really boring religious people who think anything that... who basically see sex as like a reproductive act. And no, The nipple is the work of the day! Ah! Yeah, they see it as like a... Repro- I don't think so. I was just a, It's joking. a way to reproduce and that is all it is and that is all it should be. It should not be pleasure. That's what I get from these articles. But yeah, go on. I will be here to correct yeah. on any of this shit. Okay. According to Melton, the young man seemed nervous and told her that he did not want to kill her only to steal her money. Don't know why he needs to steal money. I mean, why does he need to steal money? He's going to have a probably prosperous life, you know. But yeah. It was at this point that Melton's husband, Keith, whom she had told of the meeting, came to the hotel to check on her at that point. When he saw the young man with a gun, Keith staggered backwards in fear and surprised and tripped 
and at which point his wife's attacker seemed to panic and fled down a nearby stairs. Police would later find an C- image on CCTV tapes of the activity in the hotel lobby, and they would also locate footage of him buying the baseball cap he wore at a local Walmart store. So you could tell he's not a fucked up kind of guy, because he, w- he basically saw that the guy came in and fled. He didn't, like, try and hold him at gunpoint and say, right, you know, and just, like, sh- start sh- shooting at all this sort of stuff. He was just trying to steal money and fled. And then when obviously the husband came in, he was actually probably scared of the husband and fled. And he's the guy who has a gun on him. You know? Yeah. You think in in this in situations that we've talked about before, you know, if someone comes in or there's someone else in there, they 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 don't give a shit and they're like, right, you're in this now, you're not fucking getting away or they'll shoot shoot everyone or kill everyone so there's no witnesses or nothing. This guy was scared and fled, fled away. Uh, most uh, email providers I need to talk about email because we mentioned before they had the email so most email providers Hotmail, Gmail, Yahoo if you still use that keep uh, detailed records of every message that is sent back and forth between account holders they can access every message you send unlike most websites like Craigslist captures the IP or the internet protocol address which can identify the individual computer or network of computers that was used to correspond through the site, which is why never let anyone find your IP address. If, some, if you know someone's IP address, you can get a lot of information from them. You've um, just made so you're not... a bunch of people shit themselves. Yeah, you really have to be careful on the internet what you... Oh, yeah, you definitely have to. Share away. There is a bunch of people who have heard that and just remembered their old Yahoo account that they made when they were 10 as their first ever email address and are now shitting themselves. It's like, wait... Oh, yeah, I still use um same email I've used for Yonkies. I, but, do, um, I do not. I, avoid, I, I changed mine. Yes, um... Basically, the website like Craigslist capture the IP, identify the individual computer network or, or uh, computer or network of computers that were used to correspond to the site. So the IP address, which was obtained from Craigslist, led police to an internet provider in the Boston area, which had assigned a particular IP address. This in turn led them to a physical address, eight high point circle in Quincy, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston. However, the IP was associated with a router, which meant that anyone who could pick up its signal in the building could have been connected with it. So the police didn't have their man exactly, but they were close enough. And the CCTV footage from the hotel was enough to bring them ever closer. So yeah, they got it through the power of IP addresses and the internet. Um, Philip was uh, then arrested, actually, on April 20th in Wall, Massachusetts, while he and his fiance uh, were en route to Foxwood Casino in Connecticut. So, his, him and his fiance are on like a trip to, I don't know why, a casino in Connecticut. Um, but from what I think I um, saw on... Um, one of the sites where, like, they got pulled over and he obviously got taken away and she's in the car and like, what the fuck's going on here? And oh, God, he yeah. obviously pleaded not guilty. He's, you know, yeah. not saying it's him. He's like, it's not me, not me. 
Um, on May 4th, Rhode Island officials issued a warrant for Markov's arrest in the April 16th incident, though the state's attorney general said that their prosecution would not go forward until the Boston charges were resolved. Markov's trial was originally expected to begin in July 2010, but was later delayed to March 2011. When Markov was arrested, police say he was carrying a driver's license belonging to another man, Andrew Miller, who had nothing to do with any of the crimes. They found Markov's fingerprints on the certificate of ownership for the gun he had bought using Miller's license the previous year. The young medical student's fingerprints were also found on the wall of the hotel room where he had imprisoned Cynthia Melton and, as what we mentioned beforehand, remember what happened in Trisha Lefter's case? She had put duct tape on her mouth, or he had put duct tape on her mouth, but he didn't use gloves. So on the roll of the duct tape recovered from the room in which Trisha Lefter was assaulted, DNA. What a fucking amateur. Yep, DNA. Oh, that's why I said if anyone had clocked it, if you'd heard me say that he did, he put the tape on without gloves, you're thinking, fuck this DNA. Because ah, they took pictures of everything in the room and everything was still left in the room because she fled, called the next room and didn't go back in it. That stuff was still there. So the e- evidence against him was overwhelming. However, Philip still maintained his innocence. When he was a, uh, when he was arranged on April 21st, 2008, not a single member of the, the young New Yorker's family was present. Within his, twen- within his first 24 hours in custody, shoelace marks were found on his neck and he was placed on suicide watch. The next day, his brother Jonathan visited him in custody and Markov, oh, sorry, Philip, was reported to have said to him, forget about me, move to California, there's more coming out. I interchangeably use the last name and the first name. I just always like using the first name. So friends of Philip, as well as his teachers, reacted with incredulity to the news that he was the man behind what the Boston Globe called the city's seven-day reign of terror. Now, the support this man got was fucking, like, what? I mean, one friend set up a Facebook page entitled Philip Markov is innocent until proven guilty, which soon attracted thousands of supporters. So a lot of people are saying this man's innocent. A a Facebook page with thousands of supporters. You know, perhaps the most um, poignant response, however, came from Megan McAllister, you know, the person he's engaged to, in an email to reporters, she described Markov as beautiful inside and out, and added that he could hurt a fly. Oh, fuck In off, another you email. little bitch. Like, oh, fuck Yeah. Off. I was like, the fact that he's got so much support from people being like, no, he, he didn't kill anyone. He didn't rob anyone. He's such a nice, sweet guy. Because obviously, as we explained, he's like a prosperous guy, you know, had smart education, no fucked up childhood engaged to someone like life was going in a good direction so i could see why people wouldn't think he's horrible but like defending him after all this stuff comes out and like putting that facebook page up it's like damn you know we had something um come out oh maybe like a year ago a couple years ago 
about someone who we knew. And when it came out, we weren't like, oh, no, not them. It was like, well, it's evidence came out. It's like, well, we took it for what it was. We're not just going to backtrack and try and defend someone, you know. When the stuff came out, or like, as you mentioned beforehand, that information came out about someone at your work on that instant, as you mentioned, I bet you everyone at your work wasn't going, oh, well, information's false. No. Oh, yeah, no. But in this case, people were. Well, at my old job, when it happened there, there was a few people like that. And I was like, are you taking the piss? They're like, well, how do we know that the person's not lying? I was like, because the person is 13 years old. And it wasn't her who, who reported it. It was her parents. Maybe that's why, because they still write the creepy messages. And yeah, yeah. You get people like that. It's really fucked up. I know too many people. So, yeah. I've, I've met too many people like that. A lot of people were, like, you know, supporting him in this. So, in another, and, and, and his um, girlfriend as well. Because obviously he's hidden this from his um, girlfriend and soon to be wife. He's gonna marry. She had no clue about any of this. I mean, she's probably, in another she's email. Probably, she's probably thinking on the lines of like, "This is the guy I've been with for this amount of time." Like, yeah, I know him better than anyone. That's probably where her head's at, which I can completely understand. But at the same time, you wouldn't publicly say it. You'd kind of just wait until like, you figure it out. And if you hundred percent know, like if I was me, I wouldn't jump straight to the defense. I'd just immediately just be like. Right, let's analyze this. Let's look at the evidence before we start splurting out shit. Yeah. Well, oh, in another email to ABC News, she wrote, A police officer in Boston, or many, is trying to make big bucks by selling this false story to the TV stations. What else is new? Philip is an intelligent man who is just trying to live his life, so if you could leave us alone, we would greatly appreciate it. We expect to marry in August and share a wonderful, meaningful life together. A day after sending this email, McAllister, dressed all in black, traveled to Nashu Street Jail in Massachusetts, where she met her fiancé for about half an hour. The next day, her family's lawyer appeared on TV, describing their meeting as emotional and saying, The wedding that's been planned is obviously off. He added, however, there's been no break-off of the engagement. Yes, she believes he's innocent. By midsummer, she was called to give evidence before a grand jury, an American legal device which decides if cases will go on for a full trial. Given that she was already in Boston near to where Philip was in custody, she took the opportunity to visit him. It was an emotional reunion. According to her lawyer, she told Philip that she did not expect him to return to medical school. It was reported that she had dumped him during the meeting but the lawyer clarified that by saying that they had not broken up and that she was the only person who had ever loved him. The first time Philip was seen in public after his arrest was at his arrangement on June 22, 2009. He and his family came face to face with the distraught family of Julissa Brisman, the woman he had murdered. They had traveled from the Dominican Republic, like where they were living at the time. So they traveled far. Very far, you know, if, you know, to travel that distance. Okay. At his uh, arrangement, where he was represented by Boston attorney John Salzberg, Philip maintained his innocence and pleaded not guilty to all charges. 
He was held without bail on a murder charge, although separate bonds were set on charges of armed robbery and kidnapping, stemming from the incident involving a second woman. He was detained and held in custody at the Nashua Street Jail. That's how you say it. Now, this is where some suicide attempts happen. So if you don't like the the thought of suicide um, or the attempted suicide, don't continue on. So Philip made several attempts um, or apparent uh, attempts at suicide while at the Nashua Street Jail. In the first incident... Jail officials found shoelace marks around uh, Philip's neck on April 23rd, 2009, three days after his arrest, and they placed him under suicide watch in the psychiatric unit of the jail, where he was monitored around the clock. I said that before. I'm pretty sure I've just said again in the suicide attempts to uh, put them all together. Because there was a second incident, and in that, on the night his fiancée broke up with him, Philip attempted to slice his wrists with a spoon he sharpened to a point using concrete in his cell. He was taken off suicide watch a few days later. In a third incident on August 14th, 2009, the day his wedding had been scheduled to take place, Philip was found to have stashed a medication and was taken to a medical facility. He might have been trying to OD. Don't know. Most likely was. But... On August fifteenth, two thousand and ten, one year and uh, sorry, one year and one day after the date his wedding was to have taken place, Philip was found dead in his cell at Boston's Nashua Street Jail. The cause of the death was later confirmed as suicide by self-inflicted wounds and suffocation. Prior to taking his life. Philip reportedly wrote Megan, his former fiance's name, and Pocket, their pet name for each other, in blood on the wall of his cell. He also placed her photographs around his cell. Professionals disagree on the meaning of Philip's final actions. Casey Jordan, a lawyer and criminologist, believes Philip thought he was doing McAllister a favor by killing himself rather than putting her through an embarrassing trial at which she would have been required to testify. He believed it was a kind thing he did. It makes sense that he wrote her name and put up her photographs because she was the last thing he was thinking of. However, Lynn Schwartz, a forensic psychologist practicing in New York State, who emphasized that she had had no direct contact with Philip, said that the methods he employed showed that he was thinking more about himself than Megan. If you want to say goodbye to someone, you write a note and leave it in your cell, she said. It all felt very hostile to me. He feels like he's the one who's been betrayed. It's all about him. He didn't say, I am sorry, you were the most important person in my life. I beg your forgiveness. Think about it. Who communicates in blood? Doing it this way is not about love to me. Philip's death while in custody raised concerns about the safety of inmates in Massachusetts prisons. The chairman of the Boston City Council Public Safety Committee, Stephen Murphy, Stephen Stephen, called for an independent investigation of Philip's death and procedures at the Nashua Street Jail. Murphy asserted that jail officials had a duty of proper care and custody of all inmates and that Philip should have been watched more closely given his prior suicide attempts. There were no public outpourings of grief, and Philip's funeral was held in private. 
His death denied Julia Brisman's family of the chance to confront him and hear the details of their loved one's final moments, said Juna Perkins, an attorney for Brisman's mother. Carmen Guzman? First, he took their daughter from them. Then he denied the opportunity for them, Perkins said. Many people who deal with homicide never get over it, but the criminal trial allows them to confront the suspect, hear the evidence, and reach some resolution in the case. So, Philip Markov is no longer alive and dead after a suicide attempt. Um, because he just didn't want to have his girlfriend go through all the um, trouble of the trial. Is that and all that stuff he just so he just couldn't take that for his girlfriend well that's what the other uh that's what um lynn schwartz had said it was all on him not about her because who who communicates in blood that sort of thing so yeah, it just made it more fucking sinister and, it, and quite frankly it's just him doing what most murderers do which is running away from the shit that they've done yeah and i will say it's quite sad on her part because she thought she'd found the one the man the person he was going to marry he seemed like a normal person and it just spirals downhill and he does rot he does robberies and murders someone and then takes his own life because he couldn't bear with what's happened you know yeah he can face the consequences of his own actions basically and I can understand the point of where people were in disbelief that it was him because of someone that's so normal or someone who's not had anything of prior convictions or anything turns around and does this, you know. It's like if, say, one of your best friends, you knew Lauren, one of my best friends, mm. just does something. I'd be like, how? This is not the person I thought I knew. And when people have such, like, their life looks like it's going in a positive direction where it's not gonna go bad and then they just spiral it downhill it's like whoa where did it go wrong and this was obviously one of those cases and it got notoriety because he had the name the craigslist killer because he met people on craigslist and then that's obviously put more bad publicity and press on craigslist and that's what i know craigslist for is having philip markoff the killer on it but also it got media attention because he was like a medical student he was young and yeah. he threw his life away and then he killed himself i mean how, what did you think of this case i thought it was interesting because yeah he used he's the prime example of normal childhood normal everything and then one day he just does this fucked up thing yeah an example of the the whole 360 180, you know, spiral, spiral, spin, 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 spin round, life down the drain. Because there is, you know, you can live a normal life, but you could just totally throw everything you have away and in the snap and just, I just, I just never get why this sort of stuff happens. You know, we talk about it many times with the signs of someone who might spiral or signs of they're gonna do something like this, but when it looks like it's all going good and then it all comes off the rails, it's like, holy shit. And this was the case, so if you hear this case, 
and you think, well, I don't want to ever use Craigslist again, or I'm never using Craigslist, that's totally fair. But yeah, this is a case I wanted to cover for a while because I thought it's a very interesting one. Obviously, as I've just explained. And yeah, Philip Markov, the Craigslist killer. So be wary on the internet because, you know, if you if you offer your services and you meet up with random strangers, who the fuck knows what can happen? I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, very um, Feels very sorry for his girlfriend because um, she thought she was going to have a happy life with this person and it all got turned around. I mean, this is a more extreme case because I guess as you know, Lauren, or as many other people know, that you know the partner you're with could cheat on you, or do something like that, and you call them off. But just think of it: if you were in a case where the person that you were in love with did way worse than cheating and kill someone, it's fucked. I'm surprised um, that shit's not happened to me yet. You know? No, but I hope it doesn't happen. But you know, it's it's that it's that ever going thought of. You may think something's bad, but someone may have had it way, 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 way oh, worse. Oh, fuck yeah. And cheating, yes, cheating is horrible. It's fucked up. It's bad. But I wouldn't want anyone to have ever go through the traumatic experience of finding out that the person that they love has done a horrific crime is going to jail. I mean, yeah. But that's it. The case of Philip Markov. It relates to the last case we did, because obviously we did Stephen. And he used dating apps. Yes. He did dating apps. Yeah, and if you've not listened to that episode, thought I will cover someone. Yeah, if you've not listened to that, if you've not listened to that episode, go and check it out. It is an interesting. But yeah, comedy. I thought this was similar realm because it's you know an internet site, and we'll probably cover some other ones that relate to other related sites on the internet. Well, actually, I do have a case that does relate to something else. But um, let me know or let us know what you think about ones where social media or the internet or having online presence um is more of an interesting thing because i always find them interesting because social media is a huge thing now it's part of everyone's life and you know with every new thing it can go in a fucked up way so i never use craigslist i don't really intend to use craigslist but uh i mean lauren do you intend to use craigslist now or ever I mean, start? I never had the intention of using it, if I'm being completely honest. No. But yeah, wa- watch yourselves if you're taking ads off people because you're fucking held at gunpoint. But I, s- I will say, you know, he was a smart guy at the medical school, but he got caught in like a pretty, you know, like, well, we caught you via the IP sort of thing. It's just like, well, he's not really that a smart, is he? Not in that realm. But yeah, throw throw away your prosperous life, which is what Philip Markov did. So yeah, hope you enjoyed that one, folks. I hope you know that one, Lauren. So yeah, enjoyed it. Hey right, guys, that was this week's episode. Next week is my week, and I'm not telling you what it is yet, but I've got an idea. Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. Yeah, I like the element of surprise. I'm I, I'm assuming it won't be in the realm of this, and you'll do something different. No, it's something different. It's something different. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's fine if you if you do two that are similar, and then the next week we maybe it's just per chance that I just thought of this one. But um, I I generally thought you would have known this one. No, but, but you know, 
I'll do my other social media related site one in the future because I've got a couple in the back burner, as I said. But it's your turn next next week, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's my turn next week. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we are on 1.7k plays. We're close to the 2k. We're close. Ooh, exciting, exciting, exciting. We're close to 2,000. I think it's going to happen way before download now. I was like, oh, it's going to be 2K by download. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be 2K before download at this point. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And we shall see you next week for a new episode. Bye-bye. Bye.